Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle in Ex-Lesbian Podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. All right, so today is part two of just how to live this victorious life in Christ Jesus, although we know it is difficult day to day, right? I know that some of you guys are like, Man, people talk about that all the time, but it does not look glamorous. It does not look victorious. And I agree with you on that. And so there are things that we can do because we're going to have junk in this world that we have to go through and deal with struggles, all of that stuff, especially dealing with people, right? We can't make people do or think how we want them to act and think. And so it's about doing our part of it. It's about us learning how to live as Christ has called us to live. And going from there, because in that posture, we'll be able to see what this life in Christ is supposed to look like. Galatians 2, 19 19 through 21 message version, it says this. What actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules and working my head off to please God, and it didn't work. So I quit being a lawman so that I could be God's man. Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is, not, it is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not going to go back on that. I love that, especially in the message version. Uh, Sometimes reading the message version, it just kind of just has this real life feel to it that makes so much sense. And I love this. Something that stood out when I read that was ego. Okay, and a lot of times that's what the enemy wants to try to um, bring you in, uh, use to to bring you into what he wants you to do. Right. It's all about our ego. Right. And living for Christ, our ego has to die completely. Right. Because God is like, okay, it's me that's living in you. Not so that you can become rich or famous, right? Or be self-centered or self-driven, things like that. No, but so that my message can be carried out in you and through you to those around you. Because ultimately this life, we're trying to get into heaven, right? I'm trying just like you're trying. I don't have it all together. You don't have it all together because we are not perfect, but we're here to try to help not just ourselves, but the other people around us to be able to uh, inherit eternal salvation just like we're trying to inherit, okay? And that is something that Christ has given to us. And so there's so many people that do not mind uh, having earthly treasures, having the car, having the house, all that stuff, having like this boosted up ego. It's all about me. Look at my job, what I have, all of that stuff and not caring what happens after they die. There are way too many people that think like that and that live like that, right? But Christ is like, it's not about this life that we're living here. It's not about trying to gain stuff here, but it's about what we will gain in heaven afterwards. And so it's not about our ego, 
Okay. We have to let that die. Just point blank period. Let your ego die. Stop caring what other people think about you. It's about what God knows about you. Stop worrying about what your family thinks you should do for a living. What does God want you to do for his kingdom and for his glory? Right? A lot of times we even pick careers based off of the money. And you know what? I get it. (laughs) It takes money for this world to go around, right? Um, No one wants to be broke. No one, okay? But we do have to also be uh, um, sensitive to the Holy Spirit when he's trying to give you direction as to what he wants you to do and what you, where, where he wants you to go. Because if God calls you to it, he will provide for it. He will. It may not be providing how we think it's going to provide. People can bless us, all these different things, help us out. But it's about dying to ourself and our ego and saying, God, I surrender completely to you. Go ahead and do what you want in my life. I love this quote from uh, the YouVersion app, um, the reading plan, God Hunger. It says this, the pressure to live well isn't on me or you. Jesus did it all, and he lives in us. Grace works as we yield to him, living in and through us. Religion says, do, achieve, earn your validation, justify your very existence. The pressure is on you to perform. Jesus says, done, accepted, validated, justified. The pressure is off. The daily way of life of those driven by religion is striving, anxiety, and ultimately exhaustion and burnout. How many of you guys feel those things, burnt out, just by trying to do it on your own. And sometimes we try to sprinkle God into it, but who's really in the driver's seat is us, okay? And so if you're feeling those things in your life, if you're feeling that anxiety and that pressure and all of that stuff, then maybe we need to adjust our focus and reprioritize what's important in our life and then make those changes that we need to so that God is on the throne instead of our ego, instead of what we want and we desire. It says the er- the inheritance of the child of God led by Christ's grace is freedom, joy, and peace. And so there's a lot of us that fall back onto self-reliance. Maybe we're doing good and everything's fine, but then Things happen, right? And so we begin to fall back again on relying on ourselves, right? And now we're struggling with this sense of, man, I just keep failing and failing and failing and things aren't going right. We have to readjust, right? Um, what What we end up falling into the trap of is succumbing to the trap of trying to resume that control over our lives. And the enemy is always trying to get us back into a trap. We can be doing good, right? Following the Holy Spirit, everything's awesome, but the enemy is always waiting and lurking, right? He is just like a super creep. He's he's like a roach, right? He's always, he's, I don't want to say always around, okay? I don't have roaches, but y'all, y- y'all feel me in this analogy, all right? So like, but he's always just there hiding and waiting to come out, right? Especially when you have guests over, right? Hi, y'all. I don't know where y'all live at, right? But I have lived in a part an apartment before, one of my first apartments after college. And dude, it had roaches, 
I didn't see them when I first got there, didn't notice them at all, right? But then at night, I'm chilling and I hear something and I'm like, yo, what is that? Because I don't like bugs. Boom, it's a roach. I'm freaking out, right? And I'm tearing everything apart in the room and I'm just like, are there more? Where well, there's one, there's many, Dude, this apartment had so many roaches and I was just like, I can't do this. I ended up moving, but they're always hidden, okay? You don't think that they're there. You think everything's fine. Next thing you know, there they are and they come out at the worst possible time, right? And so we have to realize that, okay, all right, I need to... When I get off track, I need to find my center again and I need to refocus. And so walking out this life, um, having having struggled, right, with same-sex attraction and saying, okay, God, I'm going to uh, let go of this lifestyle because you've been talking to me, right? You've been calling me. We so often just struggle with dying to self, you know, because we are so used to, this isn't everyone. I'm just speaking about myself and a lot of my other friends that I've talked to putting on a pedestal, everything LGBTQ, right? It is who we are. Everything revolves around our sexuality. Not everyone, but there's a good majority where, you know, you identify as your identity and sexuality as an LGBTQ plus individual instead of, you know, maybe your faith, you know? And so that takes precedence. And so trying to redo that type of understanding, trying to say, okay, I'm going to die to myself, it is so terrifying, okay? It's terrifying, And so for those of you that's just like, I don't know what I'm doing, Jessica. I am scared. You know, I want to live this victorious life, but I keep struggling with pornography. I keep struggling with masturbation, right? And the enemy's telling you, you know, hey, look at this pornography, right? And it's same sex or whatever it is you like to watch to try to pull you back, right? And the enemy will tell you, You know you really like that. You know you can't stop doing this. You know that you can't live this victorious life in Christ Jesus at all because who you are is an LGBTQ person. Embrace it. I love that word. Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace it. And God's saying, I want you to put that ego aside, who you think you are what you think your identity is in. Let me tell you something. God created you. He created you. Now, if God created you, don't you think that he created you for a purpose? Don't you think that when he took the time to put your mind together, to put your 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 personality, all of those little things that make you you, When he put those things together, he created it for a purpose. And that purpose was to please him. So for me, when it came down to uh, me as a lesbian woman, 
I was so gung-ho about letting people know it's okay to be LGBTQ and Christian. I was so on top of just, you know, gay theology and and trying to educate the church and other Christians uh, to to be inclusive to the idea that um, homosexuality is permissible via the Bible, right? I was so gung-ho on that. That was in me. That was a part of me, right? I did not care about bucking the system. I did not care about people who, uh, well, I did not care if people thought differently than me. I'm going to stand on my belief systems. I'm going to say it loud and I'm going to say it proud. Guess what? God put that type of personality in me for a purpose, his purpose. So when I surrendered to God completely, what I realized was that fire, that tenacity for what I believe and what I know to be true, it was for his glory. Now I'm doing the same thing, but I'm doing it for him because that's what I was created to do in the first place. So all of those things that make you you, do not fall into the trap of the enemy that says, okay, well, this is why you have this, these different types of personalities and belief systems, and this is what it's used for. No, God knitted you in your mother's womb for his glory and his purpose. The enemy doesn't even know what that is until you begin to seek that out and God reveals it to you. And the enemy's like, dang, okay, I see what God's trying to do with this person. I'm going to do everything in my power to stop him, to stop her from living a victorious life in Christ Jesus. Because if they were to figure out who they are, if they were to figure out what they were created for, dang, if they were to figure out that there is more power in serving God than serving themselves, I'll be in trouble. Because that fire of the Holy Spirit on the inside of them is more powerful than what I have in me to give them. This is what the enemy does. This is how the enemy thinks. He will get you to do everything but live for God. And so what I have realized is Jessica, before following Christ, I thought I had it all, thought I was so happy. That pales in comparison to me discovering what God has created me to do and be. I don't even know how to explain it, but when you tap into the true potential that you were created to tap into. I mean, think about like, I love movies, right? And I love Marvel movies. Um, you know how like in different movies, like someone has like this low key gifting, right? Um, and they're just like, oh yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, I just like to talk to animals. I don't, I'm making it up, right? I just like to talk to animals. And sometimes it seems like, you know, they're listening to me, right? Whatever, not a big deal. But then when they tap into that power, 
that's in them and they had no idea that it was there. Now, like, they're like, you know, Bambi, go and do this, right? And Bambi's like, I got you, you know? And so now they are telling animals what to do, right? And so it's, it's, there's something that is on the inside of you that the enemy is trying to kill. That's what he's doing, you know? And so when you are able to surrender to God, when you are able to let your ego go and begin to let the Holy Spirit, Christ Jesus, live on the inside of you, you tap into that full potential. You begin to tap into it, right? And God begins to show you who you really are. And it is so freeing. It is so, it is just, it is beyond a breath of fresh air, beyond a breath of fresh air beyond anything that we could think or imagine. So to the person who is LGBTQ and you're just like, this life is hell. Trying to follow, trying to follow God is difficult and it sucks. You know, God, looking back to my old life, it wasn't that bad, right? A lot of us do that. And that's what the enemy does. He wants us to look back, right? Look back, look back at what we used to have. Look, look back at, the good times, the enemy never reminds you of the bad times. He does not. That would not be in his best interest. He reminds you of those good times. But that stuff, as the Bible would say, is dung. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Like, instead of saying the S word, right? The Bible's like dung, right? So, but that's what it is. It is compared to what God has for us. It pales in comparison to the goodness of God when we surrender to God so if I could impart something in you right now, I would say to you, God can do the impossible. You're asking God to change you, right? You're asking God, you know, I know that you're telling me that living this lifestyle is sin, but I need help walking it out. God can do it. I am not pulling this out of thin air. I never... Uh, speak about or preach about something that I do not know. You know, I like to experience things and then use that and say, okay, all right, I know that I know that I know that what I am preaching is truth, period, right? And it's all biblical. It's truth because I experience it. So I am telling you without a shadow of a doubt, I will put everything on it that God can change you when it comes down to that. You're saying, God, Help me to not <laughs> deliver me from homosexuality, right? Help me to not desire to be with the same sex anymore. I want to get married and have children still. So now it needs to be with the opposite sex. Help me. God can do it. End of story. End of story. Nothing else to say to that because I know I'm 110% um, right on that. Can God change the way you think about the opposite sex? 110%, yes, he can. He's done it for me. He's done it for other people. I know that I know that I know that he can because I have experienced it. And what's awesome is that when I open up the Bible, I see these scriptures and passages that testify to God's uh, uh, power to do and change 
and I see those very things, those very scriptures and passages, I see them working in my life. So what God did back then in the Bible, he is still doing today. He is still doing now. But in order to get to that place, you have to completely surrender and let your ego go. Trust that God's got it, that he's got you, that he has everything in control, right? And we have to totally just relinquish our will, our understanding, all of that stuff and say, okay, God, I'm going to let you do it. And I think that fellowship with other believers is very important, especially other believers who have been through what you're going through with that being said, I would love to talk to you. And there's many of you that's going, man, I've been wanting to talk to Jessica, but I don't know. Guess what that is? The enemy. There's a lot of you that go, well, I've been wanting to talk to Jessica, but she's probably too busy. She probably won't respond. People say that. They don't respond. That's a lie of the enemy. Straight up. Test me, my friend. Okay. Test me. Okay. Um, there are seasons where it gets busy and, you know, I always say, Hey, I'll get back to you in two to three days and it can go to four to five days as far as that initial response to your email. Um, but then after that, let me tell you, I'm available for you, available to be able to do this right here, but be able to cater specifically to your situation um, if I could help you out with that at all. And it's been a blessing to be able to do that with people from all around the world. And again, I do not charge for my time at all. I'm like a surrogate best friend. I do not charge at all. I love what I do. You can go to www.loveofthecross.com and you could check out, uh, go to the contact me and you can uh, just shoot me an email uh, with your name and everything, and I'll hit you up as soon as possible, okay, so that we can meet via Zoom. I can't wait to talk to you. I can't wait to love on you. I can't wait to help you in any way that I can, all right? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle. This is an ex-lesbian podcast. I'll see you guys next time.